Are you ready to start the second phase of your career journey? Do you feel like you are drowning in and overwhelmed with information about becoming an entrepreneur? Do you wish someone could just give you the step-by-step -step playbook and hold your hand through the whole process and save you time, money, and energy? Are you frustrated with your lack of progress and wish there was an easier way to grow an audience or scale your business? Maybe you already have a business, but you're stuck, not growing and not getting the clients you dreamed of. In my one-to-one -one six month coaching program, we will work together to identify your niche and ideal audience, discover clarity and confidence, differentiate you from all others in your area of expertise, all while working on mindset. You'll walk away after six months with a strong foundation for brand and business success. You'll have access to my templates, learn email marketing, Pinterest marketing, how to blog, we'll review your website copy, and you'll even get an intro to SEO and so much more. Don't have a website? Don't worry. Through my boutique brand agency, my team and I build brands and launch businesses. You can think of it as a brand in a box. We do it all for you and with you. No need to get multiple estimates and work with people all over the place. It's one-stop shopping. After six months, you'll be able to launch or relaunch your business with confidence and be on the fast track for success. No more overwhelm, frustration be gone. When you hire me as your business coach, you don't have to build a business alone. You don't have to fail your way forward. No longer do you have to overinvest and settle for minimal results. Let me help and guide you step-by-step, piece-by-piece to create a long-term foundation for success and a thriving, profitable business. And let's have fun while we build it. To apply and connect to see if we're a good fit for each other, visit my website, therobingraham.com forward slash brand and business coach. I look forward to learning more about your goals and dreams and helping you make them a reality. Hello friends. Welcome to the second phase podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. To grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions. And to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Second Phase Podcast. We are back today with another inspiring guest. She has broken glass ceilings and removed barriers most of us can only imagine. She is here to tell you that you don't have to choose between yourself, your forever love, or your business. You can have it all. She is an author, and I'm going to tell you that her book made me laugh, made me cry. At moments, I was frustrated with her, but I'm sure she's gonna get into a little bit about that throughout our conversation today, but she is now a relationship specialist. She coaches, she works with both males, females, couples to help with 
really creating that balance in life between business and relationships and just family life as well so that you don't have to choose. And I'm really excited to learn from her today because I think that her experiences that I learned about in the book and all of her education, which let me just tell you something. When I say this woman worked hard to achieve what she has achieved, there's no exaggeration. I don't know that I could have ever done what she did. So I am going to stop with my wordiness and I am going to just welcome Nikita Thigpin to the second phase podcast and ask her to introduce herself. Oh, thank you, Dr. Robin. I really do appreciate being here and I'm honored to be on your couch, right? Like on your couch, the second phase of your life. So I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you. For those of you who I've never had the opportunity to meet before, I am Nikita Ren Thigpen. I'm all the things that Dr. Robin just said. I do balance sexology and relationship expertise as kind of the seat of where all of the good flavors and juiciness of intimacy that I help power couples and married women entrepreneurs create not only physical intimacy, but the emotional intimacy with themselves, being able to tap into their intellectual intimacy. The layers go deep and far, and most of it does come from helping them see that they can truly be as brilliant and beautiful and massively expansive in all of their dreams that they want to be, as long as I can help them redefine what matters in the first place. Oh, I love so much of what you just said. I love it because let's face it, as entrepreneurs, life is overwhelming. It's stressful. There's always a to-do list. The to-do lists never end. And especially if you are a parent and if you have a partner or a spouse, your level of demands on your time and your energy is just extreme. On so many levels. And a lot of the power couples and those married women entrepreneurs that I work with independently because they decided, you know what, my partner is not ready yet. I don't even want to share this with my partner yet. I want Nikita to be my super secret. And they would just kind of want to do the self-exploratory work. It's coming because of their exhaustion. They've created amazing accomplishments in their career, whether they were professionals prior to becoming an entrepreneur or they jumped right into entrepreneurship at some point, you know, fresh out of college. A lot of the times they did it with this kind of honoring of I can do all things, but not ever really being clear what all means for them because they were anchored to the expectations of other people. So when we think about how our parents might have wanted us to be something or told us we couldn't do something or that high school teacher that told you you'll never make it to the Olympics or you know whatever the case might be, there's a part of you that's moving in your business trying to prove yourself to someone else. And it's making you move through with such speed that you're not slowing down to pause and give yourself that time to say, well, what do I really want now that I'm 30 or 40 or 50 versus who I thought I had to be when I was in my 20s and I had this whole list because I know I'm not the only one that did it. This whole list of like, well, I'm going to have this by 25 and 28 and 32, right? And the picket fence and the two dogs and the cat and the bird, you know, whatever it is that you said you would do at a specific time. And when you didn't do it at that time because of life, you judged yourself and you held yourself down. And that caused more stress and threw you off balance even more. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I think judgment is something that we are all guilty of and we make mistakes every single day. And instead of taking those mistakes and looking at them as, 
opportunities to learn and grow, we tend to harbor them as things that negate our strength and our power and our ability. So what, let's talk about that. Like, how can we overcome some of that judgment? And I want to think of it as, because I love that word intimacy and not just sexual intimacy, but the intimacy that you were talking about on that emotional level. And how much does that judgment hold us back from being able to be intimate emotionally with other people? Yeah, it's huge. Most people find that they were, and I was just having this conversation with someone else the other day that was a gentleman who like loves love and has grown in his personal development and his wife is not physically interested in sex at this time. And he knows it's deeper than sex, right? Like he knows it's not just about the physical parts of intimacy. He called and said, literally, like we're not emotionally connected anymore. And I'm not sure what happened. And when we were able to peel back the layers just a little bit with clarity that this is one person's perspective, the wife has another perspective, and then there's the reality of what's really happening, you know, beyond there too, as you were talking in another conversation we were having, that eagle view mm-hmm. perspective of the truth is also there. But going off of what he was sharing with me, she lost her parents literally a year after their first daughter was born, after having struggled with infertility for years prior to them having their baby girl, and then both of her parents unexpectedly died literally back to back a year later. And that's when everything shifted. Prior to that, he noted that she was super sexual, super connected. Like they stared into each other's eyes for moments at a time and could get lost in just looking and breathing with each other. That's that emotional intimacy, which obviously allowed them to have super fiery, passionate sexual intimacy prior to them having their baby girl with all of the trauma that came out of infertility and losses and frustration and the grieving of that. And then the actual tangible, if you will, grieving of her losing her parents. She lost her identity in that process, which made this huge wound for her and made it really difficult for her to not only show up in her business, fully in the way that she wants to, because she has, she still has actually a very successful business, but not at the level that she wants to play. It pulled her back from that emotional and physical connection with her husband and her husband who's calling saying like, what do we do? How do we fix her? Had to get some clarity around. We're not fixing your wife, right? Like that's not what we're doing, but we are helping both of you heal. And we have to look at why that you're so wounded by her wound, like what's happening with you. And it, when we flushed it all apart, he has a very codependent relationship with his wife. He's very focused on her and what she needs and what she wants. And now he's starting to really struggle because of his personal development work that he's doing with, I'm really focused on her, but I'm losing myself in the process. And that's a lot of what I'm helping people see is you can blend your identity back together. I know that you are married. That's one identity, but you're still a human, woman or man, right? Like you're still an individual person with individual ambitions, and then you're an entrepreneur. So if you're all those three, there's a whole lot of stress and mess that can get entangled if you haven't blended those identities together to deepen your intimacy with yourself first. And that's a huge part of why trust is an issue for so many entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. So- I'd never thought about that, that intimacy with ourselves and it's linked to trust. Yeah. Big time. So trusting ourselves to make the right decisions as well as trusting others. Yeah. And it's hard, right? If you've been in a space in your life where people have disappointed you constantly, they haven't lived up 
and I'm using air quotes for anyone who's not like looking at this, if they haven't lived up to your expectation of who they should be in your life, some of that is because we give people positions that they haven't earned. If someone is just really good person, but hasn't truly giving you anything to give them the seat of best friend, you can't treat them like best friend, right? Mm -hmm. You can treat them like really good friend that we're dating, that we're getting to know, like emotionally, we're trusting each other with small opportunities, small invitations to things that feel good and comfortable. You're taking them to public places before you bring them into your home privately, right? We have to do that in all of our key relationships. But many of us who might struggle with codependency issues or have attachment issues based on their childhood and all kinds of layers that have come up from not feeling like they could trust people securely and safely, that causes you to meet someone and immediately invite them to your home. And I'm saying this as a figurative, but you could take this literally as well if this was like a a pre-COVID situation. How many of you are listening to this and know that you vibe with someone at a networking event and next thing you know, you're like, oh yeah, well, you want to come over for brunch and we can have a conversation and it's not, let's go out for brunch, it's come over because you just felt this connection intuitively, which you should listen to, but not everyone has earned that position to come all the way into the home of your life, the home of your heart, the home of your business jumping into partnerships with people that you just met and not dating them with, you know, a podcast interview or a collaborative virtual speaking engagement. All of a sudden you're creating LLCs together. What are you doing? Like, no, like that's part of the issue that on one continuum and then on the other side, not trusting anyone, meeting people at the networking event and never following up because you don't want to get to know them. Never actually having that time carved out to do a one-to-one and quote unquote date someone in your business or in your life. If you're doing that in your boardroom life, so to speak, it's absolutely showing up in the bedroom of your life in your personal relationships. Oh, I love that. Let's talk about that a little bit because you kind of alluded to this, but communication. Mm, Oh, we could, how much time do we have? Like we can really, (laughs) we could really go all the way in in communication. If we're talking about our, because obviously the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? Like we've all kind of heard that, that metaphor at one time or another. It's true on so many levels, even when it looks like the opposite of itself. So in my professional life, if I'm really energetic and open and and I appear to be an extrovert and in my personal life, I'm introverted and solemn and laid back, it looks like, well, that's not the way that you do everything, Nikita, because you just said that that's two opposite extremes of each other. They are two sides of the same coin, right? Like that's what's happening when you you go from your professional life of having all of this energy and you leave nothing for yourself that by the time you get to your quote unquote personal side of your your life, when you drive up, if people are still going out to work these days, if you're driving back to your house, this is why you sit in the car for 45 minutes in your driveway, trying to convince yourself to go in the house because you've exhausted your energy by not being in a space of balance in your professional and your business life and vice versa at home because you're not communicating your needs to yourself. That's what balance is, is being able to admit the truth of what you really want and creating boundaries for yourself that are expansive enough so you can achieve that truth. But that means communicating with you. Nikita Ren Thigpen, what do you want? Dr. Robin Graham, what do you want? Lisa Joan, Tom Smith, David Brown, what do you want? Like being really clear and not 
losing focus of you do have needs. You have needs that need to be met. You need safety, security, houses, all that kind of good stuff. You need love, all of that belonging, kind of go back old school, first level psychology 101 with Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Most of us are familiar with that. With that said, you want more than just your needs. You don't want to just survive your circumstance. If you want to thrive, you have to communicate to your lover. You know what? We have sex a couple times a month and, you know, and I love that we handle the business of our life together. We take care of the bills. Our portfolio looks great. Our kids and our pets and our family is taken care of, but we don't actually have fire in the bedroom. You have to communicate that. And some of that looks like, honey, let's try doing this differently tonight. If you always have sex with the lights out, turn the lights on. If you always go under the covers, pull the covers away, throw the cover on the floor, be on the floor, stand on your head, like whatever you want to do, that's <laughs> different. But it's not about pointing the finger at your lover saying, you don't do this for me, like communicating that way. You want to listen with your actions, because if you're showing up for your lover and saying like, listen, I saved some of my energy because I'm usually out there all energetic and I come home and I have nothing left for you. I save some energy, then show them what you want to do and kind of slowly groom them into the lover that really fulfills you and be open to being groomed so that you can be the lover that fulfills them as well. If that made sense. No, that does. I think it's often that I mean, I'm speaking from the heart here and in, in our mm-hmm. life experience, you know, and we are that, I don't know that anyone would call me necessarily a power person, but we are that power couple that we're both very highly driven. My husband's a senior executive. It's, it's work, 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 work. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's kid, 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 you know, the, the two boys are mm-hmm. gone, but the daughter's still here. So, you know, by the time it's like us time, we're like couch potatoes. There's nothing. I have nothing left. I'm drained most days. Yeah. But it's hard to communicate that other than saying, yeah. oh, I'm so tired. Like that gets old on, it on does. either side. Really fast. So, yeah. <laughs> so I love that you use that example that get creative and use, use different ideas to help educate the other person mm-hmm. to do new things or try new things. Because if we try new things, we're going to stimulate more creativity and more excitement. A thousand percent. I can't tell you how much that makes me smile inside my heart right now. And I'm trying not to jump up and down and throw off our audio. (laughs) When you remove yourself back a little bit from your ego, because ego is what protects us. Ego is what gives us comfort when we're in really uncomfortable situations, when we're feeling awkward, our ego rises up and says, oh, well, you don't have to explain yourself to him, Nikita, right? Like you don't have to tell him what he needs to just figure it out. He should just know you. You've been married long enough, right? Like our ego kind of steps up. But the reality is you're evolving as a human and your lover is evolving as a human. And there are things that they haven't given themselves permission to tap into. A lot of it is because of scripts, you know, based on your relationship with the word sex. There's people who've been married for 15, 20, 30 years who never use the word sex. They don't even talk about it. It's something that's understood because it's taboo to really deepen into a conversation of intimacy, to talk about toys or to have a chest or to receive a new way to look at an old game. Like I talk about strip Jenga all the time. It's Jenga, it's blocks, but we can totally turn the volume up on that. That normal game 
and make that a playful, seductive game for you and your lover. Like there's things that you can do that you have access to right in your house. And I'm not just talking about the whipped cream and the honey and the strawberries. Yep, we can pull that in too. (laughs) We can do that too. But there's other smaller things that take away the awkwardness to help the ego shrink back a little bit. Like when you're playing something like regular old Jenga and then you turn up the heat on it just a little bit. And it allows for you to have an open line of communication when all of a sudden your lover, like we just happen to be women who are married to men. If you're your husband, your forever love, as I call our spouses, your forever love is like, well, why did you wear that to play Jenga? I'm like, well, because we're going to do it a little differently today. It piqued their curiosity. Curiosity and adventure helps to deepen your intimacy. But you can't get there if you're just like schlubbing around like you always are, right? Like, because you're so comfortable. But wearing something a little bit different to your normal card game. I'm picking on Jenga, but we can dirty up anything if you really want to. <laughs> So I'm listening to you talk about this ego and I know that ego has affected me probably definitely my husband. He definitely has an ego, like a big ego, but (laughs) there's a song for that, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I'm not slamming on him. But the reality is I think that for us, neither one of us want to become vulnerable with the other. Like we don't want to admit that ah, we made a mistake or, and I guess with intimacy in the bedroom, you're not necessarily talking about a mistake, but right, I know. there's mm-hmm. definitely a level of vulnerability in that. So, I mean, what 